stakes, like golden stakes, to drive in the ground. Barry actually ended up with one of those stakes at one point. So all of the prayer things, and I've been listening to Barry because he's from Canada, but he has such a burden for America and for our president and for our situation. And they've actually had it much, much worse. I mean, horribly shut down, horribly, like there, anything we've experienced has been much, much worse up there. And um, it awakened me, it's, it's so neat. I've been in this, um, this has happened a lot lately. I've gotten my eyes off of who other nations are according to our media. Do you know you have a very distorted view of who other nations are if that's your avenue of, if that's what you see and how you've formulated your mindset, you don't even think you've done it. And, and vice versa, what other nations think of us and perceive as, uh, us as Americans and what America's like is so, is so distorted, so screwed up. So I believe that we're in time when that's going to get reconciled. And um, Barry comes with this anointing and um, he, he gets in the spirit and it's, it's always so, it can be awkward when a person's really in the spirit. They look ridiculous and feel ridiculous. But there's transformation that takes place in that through that. And when you're in that spirit and you're following the spirit, you don't sin and you care about people and you're overwhelmed with the love, the heart that the father has for people. And from listening to him, my brother was the one that found him on Elijah's stream. He said, hey, you got to check out this guy, you know, and I normally would have not checked him out. And um, I listened to him and, oh my gosh, he's had some of the most powerful words and the intercession, the meetings, and the different things that they've done across Canada, and it awakens you to this whole other world. Like Canada, it was just what's up there, cold and, you know, across the Niagara Falls. I mean, I just didn't have much of a feel at all for it. I've even been in Canada a little, but no, no real connection with it. And when you start hearing and, and you connect with the church there, and the movement of the people that are there that are crying out. And uh, this song that we heard, if you get to hear more of it, it's beautiful. It was in the background. There's a whole, uh, and it's, uh, st we're going to stand our guard uh, for Canada. And you start to develop the heart for that nation. Uh, you know, and we always, I always look at our, our nation as having the real good national anthem and all the good, good stuff. They do too. It's amazing what you don't encounter. That's kind of wiped away. And um, it's, you don't see it. And to, to get to discover that in the movement and the things that are going on. And at one point, I don't know where it was in the video, he talks about they got, get confronted by a, a Black Lives Matter guy. And he's typical, unhinged, trying to fight with them. And they're in this spirit of anointing when he confronts them and comes at them. And they just stay in the spirit. I've seen Kevin do this too with people. He, they stay in their spirit and, and in the counter spirit, which is the spirit of God and of love. And, and here's this, 
aggressive. They're very aggressive. They're very offensive. They do and say anything they can to get you in fight mode. And they found the keys and the triggers. They're good at it. And these guys just didn't buy into it and just responded in love and kindness. Going, hey, hey you, you look like your hands are cold. Do you want a pair of gloves? Like, hey, I can give you. And this guy starts to back away like, what are you doing? Like, what, what, what is that? Like, he literally did not know what to do with it. It, it not only disarmed him, but softened him. And they just got to m- kind of move in and minister to him. Like, that's, these are trained people for conflict, like they're, they're provocateurs, professional, and they're planted and, and for the very purpose of stirring up things. And so that's why I was so impressed by this. I'm like, I've got to share this with the church, like just to let you know this is going on. And they went from the Western Gate, which was Vancouver, and they traveled across Canada there in Ottawa. I was listening to a clip where the... Um, Police had come, and this just happened, and it's, it's happening right now. And I don't know what's going to take place. There's a threat of them bringing the military out against them. But um, when the governor called for the tow trucks to come and start towing these trucks and away, they said, oh, we're sorry, we have COVID. And they all in unison across the city just said, oh, I'm sorry, we can't help. We all have COVID. And so... This is amazing when the police start standing with the protesters. And I'd ask someone else, do you know what's going on around the world? For the last months, 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 and months, around the world are protests. Millions of people, the news will not touch it. They will, and any other time, they'd be all over this. This is going on all across the world in many, many nations, protesting these mandates, protesting these, the, the mandated vaccines, the mask, all that stuff. And uh, just the whole thing kind of comes into one package and they're, they're standing up against it and they're, they're good, solid protests, like they're doing it in the right way. This is all over. Now this truckers thing, it is all over the world. It's in Germany, it's in Britain, and I, three or four other nations that, that they're doing, they're gathering, doing the same kind of thing. So they're in Ottawa, and I was listening to a, an interaction, like someone standing there with a phone taking the video. And the, uh, whoever the officials are, they're coming, not the official officials, but those that are sent, um, probably some, some way the police department, and they said, that we're giving you a warning. If you don't remove yourselves and your trucks, we're going to, starting tomorrow or sometime, we're going to arrest you, and we're going to impound your trucks. And they just stood there in the neatest way. Instead of getting into the conflict of it, they just said, no, we're not going to leave. And you're using threats to, we want to talk to the officials. Tell them, go back, tell them to not send you. We want to talk to them. That's what we're here about. We're here to talk about these mandates. We're here to talk about our issue with this. We have all these all these people, and there's just countless numbers of people involved. You saw them hanging over the bridges and, and all along the truck route. And, um, and, and then the tractors joined them, these great big, huge tractors. Tractors, John, big tractors. You know, they're rolling down the road. And they, they, those big ones, like, they can travel like a truck. They're not like our little farm tractors around here. They, they haul big, these big massive wagons, and they can get out and take off. Um, it, it's impressive on these people... Uh, the Canadian people, they're 
typically passive and easygoing, you know, and, and for them to come to this place, you have to push on them pretty hard to where they're like, no, we're not going to comply. And so there's an, this is, it's so different. It's so neat to watch the world is awakening. It really is. It's awakening. And so in, I've been reading, um, we love this book, Sacred Journey by Brian and Candace Simmons. And uh, it's a kind of a, a devotional, a bunch of, um, not a quickie devotional, but there's many chapters and, and they're going through the Song of Solomon. It's just so rich. So I come to this um, place a week ago maybe, and man, I got stuck on it and just loved it. And we were talking about strengthening yourself in the Lord, and I thank Kevin. He, he said, hey, you want me to take the comfort text this week and since you're not feeling well? And so he did that. Did, I've been in, interjecting him. I invited him to come in and do some, and it's been really neat. I hope you've been enjoying that. And um, I would love to see our – I've got my team. I've got Lacey, and, and Summer throws things out to Facebook and um, to uh, Instagram. And um, they're, they're all doing such a great job at it, and it's just – it's a neat thing. We've been very, very good with it. I think I missed one day. I slept in one day, was, like, out of it in this thing. So I wake up, I'm like, I missed my deadline, you know, to the girls. So life was going on. If you have a friend – just ask them, hey, would you like to get these texts every morning at 8 o'clock? Like, just get their phone number and give it to Lacey. And I'd love to see it grow. I don't know how many people we have now. Do you have a guess? 40? So it, it's so good. I really hate to see it go to waste. Like, I always pray, like, Lord, give me a scripture. And I just, in faith, just trust that what I share will reach and touch somebody. And so we've been doing that. And Kevin's joined me, and those are really rich and good. So... Um, we were doing that this week. Yes, and it's on the web, web page. Uh, it's, yes, of course it's there. I find people sometimes are like lazy, like don't want to do that. So yeah. offering, I help, help you. Yes, Diane. My nephew, Devin, yes. No way. That's really cool. So they're going like all over. We're, we're reaching several states, huh? Like... Uh, I think Chris um, gets him, Chris Carpenter, Chris Thrice gets him in Texas. And yeah, so that's, that's neat. It's fun. Um, so we were talking about strengthening the Lord, and Kevin just strengthened yourself in the Lord, and Kevin carried that through this week. It was really good stuff. And um, it's such a big subject, and there's just no, and I intended to, to go on with that today, but I'm like, I just couldn't get away from coming and bringing this passage and this, just a word, like a simple word, declaration out of the Song of Solomon. But strengthening, strengthening yourself in the Lord is, is something you need to do. There's no, no option. You cannot survive if you don't get strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6, yeah, like be strong in the Lord, not a if, want, you know, it would help if you were. It was like be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Get yourself, you know, David strengthened himself in the Lord. He didn't call his, you know, for counsel. He didn't call, call, call for help. He didn't, you know, he, he, he was in a really bad place. Uh, like his own men were ready to kill him. So that's a bad place. You know, when your own people are ready to hang you, you're in about, about as bad as it gets. 
And he strengthened himself in the Lord, asked the Lord what he should do, got a confirm on that, confirm. The Lord hit, boom, confirmed. You'll be successful if you go get them back. And, and he does, and, and it was over. You become a hero in the situation, and the, you know, the, the, the threats, they're like, oh, weren't you guys going to hang me a little bit ago? Oh, forget it. It's, we're good. Got our wives back, got our kids back, got our stuff back. We're going to let you live. <laughs> All right, we're good. So do not think you can make it if you don't get strong in the Lord. I, can't, I can only do so much. Every minister, every leader, every prophetic person, every whoever can only do so much. You must Get strong in the Lord so that you can believe, so that you can endure, so that you can be faithful. So enough said about that. There's tons of stuff. Um, but turn with me to Song of Solomon. Of course, I'm going to read out the Passion Translation. It probably messes everybody else. But I ran across this, and, uh, and they point out several things. Maybe I'll go through those step by step. Maybe I won't. But listen to this, and I just have this, just feel this strong thing to declare this on this it, well, we're in the depths of winter. We're having the winter of winters, yeah? Plenty of snow and ice and snow and ice and more snow and more. Uh, the plow, the poor the guys came to plow the driveway and uh, mine and the churches and whatever. Craig, they had a heck of a time. I mean, this stuff didn't push very easy. There's other snows like, yeah, drop your plow and blah. They're like, you know, they've got their bigger truck. They're spinning and grabbing and backing up and, you know, doing whatever they can. I'm like, bless your hearts. They did a great, they did a great, great job. They could hardly get up the, you know, push. They couldn't smoke, push snow up the hill. I'll tell you that. They had to get up, go down, you know, get out. And um, this is a word in the midst of the winter, and I think, this is what the Lord asks us to do all the time. Like, declare this now. You're like, now? Now doesn't feel like the right time. Let's wait till later. Let's wait till it gets nicer. Let's wait till we have more faith. Let's wait till things are looking more hopeful than they are right now. Like, no, now's the time to declare it. And I, I just felt I couldn't walk away from it. And uh, it starts in verse 11. And in the declaration and the word is the season, chapter 2, Song of Solomon. Did I get you every, I'm sorry. Chapter 2, verse 11, the Song of Solomon. The season has changed. And it's what you, what I believe we're to declare. The season has changed. I want you to hear this in your spirit. This is good news. The season has changed. It goes exactly along with what Barry's saying, what's going on in Canada. And Bob Jones for all. Prophetic people. Give your words time to come to pass. Just calm the heck down. And if it, ha it doesn't happen for 25 years, just chill, man. God's the one that's worried. Let him worry about it. The honkers will go and then the eagles. What kind of word is that? Would you think you lost your mind if you gave that word? You may get a stoning for that. You may get ostracized for that. You may get invited not to share again if you share. The honkers. What's the honkers, you know? And then this associate, the honkers are the Canadians. And, you know, what do we have around here that drive us crazy? Canadian geese. What do they do when they fly? Oh, it's not a beautiful sound. No, it's like not at all. And here's these more peaceful people than we are as Americans. And they're going across the entire continent 
going, oh, 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 you know? I mean, you should see that. up in Canada, those boys pull two trailers, not just one. So those semis, they're, I don't know what's under the hood, but it's got to be big, man. They're, they're big trucks. We have big, they have big trucks. They have big stuff. And they've set aside whatever, and all, all of hell is against them. They'd raised over a million dollars plus in GoFundMe. GoFundMe blocked all the money. I don't know whatever happened to it, but I mean, they're playing horrible games on them, but no one's, they're like, they, they just step aside and keep moving forward. You just got to get to this place where you're resisting and go, that's all right. Just get small and go through, you know, and keep moving forward. And they're going in this, this neat spirit and just hearing different ones of them talk. They're, they're, they're really cool. They're neat. They're you and I. And people like you and I are all over the world. And it makes you hungry to, to meet them. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has entered. Uh, ended. Blech. Speech therapy here. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. And the season of hiding is over and gone. And uh, I, as you read this, you go, oh, yeah. This feels like this oppressive winter and this thing of hiding and this thing of, of whatever we've been under for like two years now. And uh, it, there's a declaration. I think that this, a prof- I feel this prophetically, like to declare this, it's ended. And start believing it has ended and come to an end. And the Lord is the one orchestrating, he's doing. He loves this world. He loves the people of this world. And there's a tyranny like we've all been on eggshells, what's gonna happen with our jobs, what's gonna happen with our nation, what's gonna happen with, with whatever. And, all I have is a prophetic word. And I it still can cash in on this. Believe what the prophets said. The prophets were following anyways. That our pr- true president, President Trump, will be re- he'll be back in office. He'll be in. And that this nation will be great again. That this, this is not the end. I do not believe this is the end end. I, be- I believe that there's going to be a reprieve. We're going to see a deliverance. We're going to see, and right in the, on the heels of it is revival. Here's this song for Canada, and revival is in this. Like, I'm telling you, the two go together. Liber- you put people under enough tyranny, and they'll cry out for freedom and revival. They, it, in case you were asleep before, you get awake real quick. We want to survive. We, better, we want our freedoms back. Don't take our freedom. We want our liberty back. And that only comes through Jesus. That only comes through the Lord God. The rains have soaked the earth. And so I had such a, as I read this, I, um, I love to grow elephant ears. It's a challenge sometimes because you can't leave them in the ground. You've got to dig them up every year, bring them in, dry them out, dry the roots out or the bulb out and let, you know, keep it in a safe place, then replant it in the spring. And um, so I had some. I usually end up losing. They're hard to keep, you know, alive and keep track. And so, um, so I had two sets of these that really were beautiful. Bought them somewhere at the store. And then I knew, get them up. So I got them dug up last year. No, the year before. And brought them into my basement, got them dried out, and kept them, replanted them. And 
a funny thing happened as the winter broke. You know how muddy and is it is the fr frost comes out of the ground. But then I've seen this often. We go into a dry spell, even though it's still late winter, early spring. And I kept telling myself, self, you need water those. That I might have once, but I kept forgetting about them because I just don't see them. And now uh, didn't water them, didn't water them, and they weren't growing. And I needed to get serious about getting them water because they need watered. And the, it takes the rains to come. And so, well, we need that water. We need the curse to break, and then we need watered. And the watering is the, is the presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. I would encourage you to go after the presence of the Lord, a man, manifestations of it, so that you can tap into it. Um, and any time I've gotten serious about going after it, I get a breakthrough. It kind of is this thing. It has, anyways, it's happened. Sometimes it's sovereignly, but often... I set my heart to, I want to get there. I don't even know where I want to go, but I want, I want more. I want, and I begin to pray. I find a scripture and I begin to pray it. I mutter it. I, I, I ruminate with, I, it goes over and around. And let it become my meditation, simple prayer, not a head, not a head prayer, but a simple prayer, scripture. Uh, Isaiah 11, the spirit of the Lord is on me. And I start praying, declaring that over myself. And then in time, at the right time, this, this happens. And these, I've had these sovereign times of the Spirit being on me. We need to get into that. And I grieve when, when it seems to depart and I can't access it. And there are times when that's life. I don't know. I have a good explanation. I always, you know, you wonder, like, what's happened to me? I've gotten hard-hearted or, I'm, you know, something's happened to me. Whatever it is, only the Lord knows but posture yourself, humble yourself, come and prepare your heart that you can receive. These, we need these rains. And if the ground is too hard when the rain comes, what does it do? It just runs off. We can be in a really bad summer, and then we get a, we get a crashing rain. We're like, oh, thank goodness for the rain. Well, if it doesn't come the right way, it comes too fast, too much, too fast, it just runs off, makes a mess, and then dries right up like, Really? The plants are already dry again? The yard's already green, dry again? Because it, it takes a soaking rain. It takes this, a continual rain that comes with measure so it can be absorbed. And we're the same way in the spirit. Here's a promise. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. And, and I love, Phyllis always you know, makes observation because I get ridiculous about it, but I, I watch with intensity as the spring comes. I watch and I watch. I watch the trees. I see the buds start. I see this. I see that. And I can tell you all the different phases that I, you know, you see that come. And if it doesn't matter to you, don't pay attention. But it matters to me, and I love watching that. And I watch and I calculate, and sometimes it's delayed, and sometimes it's this time, and it's whatever. And when you see that budding forth, you go, ah, 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 it's coming soon. And I love to see the blossoming. It's a, it's a wonder. Every spring, if we come out of the deadness of winter, winter is very dead. And then you can go into the drab Februarys. I thought I was going to lose my ever-living mind going through the drabness of some of the Februarys. And, and it just can be really bone ugly around here 
in February, you know, in these long drawn out, it's not winter, it's not spring, it's just blah, you know, it's like, I'm this hurting me emotionally, like I need some California therapy or something, you know. And so spring, this is the promise of the spring coming, and I believe this is the time to declare it and get our eyes set on it. And the blossoming flowers come, and what did that, what does that indicate? That the fruit will be here soon. You see, this dead cold of winter we're in right now, it's going to be gone in a flash. It, it will go quickly. You think it's never going to end, and then all of a sudden, choop, it's gone. And so this is the time to declare it, the season for singing and pruning. And uh, Brian Simmons says that the Hebrew word is a homonym for singing and pruning. And pruning, it's the same word. Like, like, oh, really? That's interesting. But um, he, that's why he puts both of those words in this phrase, the season for singing and pruning. The vines have, uh, for the vines, it has arrived. And so that pruning comes early. Pruning can get complicated. There's, you know, if you get into it and how to prune this and how to prune that, there are all kinds of different ways. But just for illustration's sake, you prune off the dead. You prune off everything that hasn't produced. This doesn't, doesn't come alive. You snip it off. And it gives, grow, it gives ability. If you prune it, it grows more luscious. If you don't prune your bushes or trees or whatever that you're, you know, you're watching over, you're being a husbandman for, then it just does, it never gets fruitful. It doesn't get fruitful. You think you're saving something, but if you just let everything grow wild on it, pretty soon it just becomes wild and it's not fruitful. And so after the deadness of winter, we all need a pruning process. The Holy Spirit does that. We don't want to get into that. There's not a job opening for pruners in the body of Christ. So yeah, just pass on that. It may look tempting, but don't, you know, don't stay out of that. We want the Lord to do the pruning, yeah? And, and so when he does it, he knows where to snip it. He knows right the exact place that you'll bear more fruit. What's the purpose of pruning? To make you cry about what you lost or to make you more fruitful? The good father says, I only cut that off so that you'll be more fruitful. And we, we can really tend to hang on to stuff, huh? Even some of the ugly stuff. Cause it, but it comforts me. I don't want to lose that, you know? It's like getting something off our children. It's like, you need to put the wubba away, you know? Like, you know, like, no, no. It's like, I can't have you being a teenager walking around with a pacifier in your mouth. Like, you know, it's got to go. Don't resist the Lord pruning you. Life goes much better if you stop fighting that. Just trust him. Let it go. It can be hard. It can be. I hear... The cooing of doves in our land, and it's a sign, another sign. That birds come, you know, there are different times. And to awaken you and guide you forth. So there's this promise that to declare the deadness of winter is past, and I believe it's for, we're living sovereignly, and this whole, the whole world is awakening right now. It's actually an exciting time. And as bad as things look at times, there's a lot of things that have, that have not happened that should have if it was really bad. Like, there's a restraining hand over it all that probably boggles your mind, I can't explain. 
But it was so necessary, for example, for our president to, to step back, however it happened. It was really important. We needed to see. We needed to see what we're seeing so that we don't go back to this, so that we don't go back to sleep. We need to remember and remember well as a culture, as a society, as a world. When the good people stop stop speaking up and bringing forth their goodness and bringing forth the standards and challenging and questioning leaders when they're off track, they, they get evil and they get real evil. So this was all important. I'm going to read on in verse 13. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you, the early signs of my purposes and plans? They are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me, for you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock. So the Lord is, it's a time, no matter how out of it you feel, how, how hidden you feel in the deadness of winter or in the situation that you're in, there's a promise to come alive. Like the Lord never leaves us in those places. He, he brings us to a place and you just have to stand in today without seeing and say, this is over. And new things are coming. And a new awakening is coming. And my gifts are going to get restored. And my platform is going to appear. My place to do what I do is going, is going to come forth. And the enemy is not going to win and destroy and, and kill. But he will be defeated as I stay true to praise, to thank, to worship, and to be faithful to him. He will make a way. And as we stand in this, we release praise, as we release worship. We had a great release of worship this morning, didn't we? In the midst of everything, like, this is hard. But we, we worship. We, we broke, the, we changed the atmosphere. I don't know how far that went. Does anybody know? Do you even dare to say how much we affected or didn't affect? I, I know better. I know that when I do a simple thing in a secret place that pleases the Lord, he does great things in obvious places that, as I just sit here on Bethesda Road. The Lord is at work. He, he's able to do, move these things that we're, we're at our wit's end. All we can do is be angry about it and frustrated and make some smoke. But if we'll get in a posture and a position and allow the Lord to work, let us see what he won't do. I was encouraging somebody else that is just overwrought with the, the bad guys winning. Evil people Doing, you know, getting away. It seems like they get away with bad things. And I said, listen, here's what I've learned. They never get away. In the end, we win. That's, what I, that's my testimony. That's what I'm watching. In the end, we get, we get our stuff back. We get our people back. We get our loved ones back. Stay faithful. Stay pure. Stay blameless. Watch and see what you don't get back when the Lord... When, after the fat lady sings, you know, like after it's all over. 
when it's all said and done, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, how, Lord, how did you do that? That's amazing. And, and you have to come to a place, like when we're young, we need a lot of help to believe things. We, a lot of us, we've got some miles on us now. It's time to act like it. Like, you know what? This is a, this is a rough spot. However, the Lord always sees us through. I was telling Bruce about our tent. He says, where, where was the tent? Where was the tent? Was, oh, back here on a book. I went and showed him, you know? Like, what did we look? I was so frustrated with not being able to move and do and go and build a church like normal guys do. I don't know how they, I just would scratch my head all the, what's up, what's the deal, man? How do they, they just do things like click, click, and they, you know, up goes the building. They get financing, they get this, they get that, they whatever. We're just stuck, rock in a hard place. And the hard place is God, you know, like I'm between a rock and God. I couldn't do anything, couldn't change anything if I wanted to. I'd get upset, I'd get happy, I'd get discouraged, I'd get I don't care anymore. I went through every emotion you can imagine. Often, on a cycle. And none of that changed. And all that mattered was to stay faithful and just keep, walk, just keep walking. You know, it's like in, on Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming. Just, keep, just walk. Just walk. But, 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 just walk. But what about just walk? Show up, get up, and move so I can direct you. And guide you. At the right time, all of a sudden, I'll bring this in on this side. Bring this in on this side. I'll bring this from here. You'll be like, whoa, how, whoa, how'd that happen? It's been amazing. And it's always, it's always when I just get to a place where I'm, I just walk. Just keep moving forward. Stop the fussing. Stop the figuring. Stop the whatever. Stop the... Self-judgment. I don't know. What is it? We go, okay, this is over. I'm done doing this. Really? Like, when did you decide to not let the Lord lead and guide your life and bless you? Like, and deal with you if you need to. Like, you, you can't, you engage in that. You give him your life. You say, Jesus, be my Lord. Wow. It's kind of awkward getting out from it. It's like, Jesus, I divorce you. I'm done with you. I'm not happy about this. Really? You sure you want to do that? Might be giving up some good stuff. Just telling, just saying, just saying. And, and I found anything that I've been frustrated about when he gave the gift, when he gave the provision, when he gave the whatever, it was good. It was good. There was no regret. It worked. I didn't have to... Hang on to it for dear life. He gave freely, and the good things stay freely. They don't wander off all the time. They, the good things, the people God gives you, they, they stay there. Isn't that satisfying? Like, let the Lord bring the covenant relationships in and, and be happy with those. Because if you've got three covenant people in your life, you're You're rich. A wife, a kids, and some, you know, and a friend that still walks with you, you're rich. And if you're surround, you're in a community where there's real covenant, which is what we have, we're rich. We can only go up from here. You just, 
you just hang in, you just endure. You get through, you deal with the whatever because it's always there. And you overcome and you go, Lord, this is what you gave me and until you move me, and he does sometimes. He can. But you, you, you live in his provision, his timing, his destiny. And today I hear the Lord saying, the deadness of winter, we've been in this spiritually dead winter that is over, that it is done, that it has ended. So, Father, I declare over our body the ending of the winter. Father, what has been locked up will be released, that our vision will be released, that we'll be able to see again, that we'll be able to see over the horizon, that we'll be able to see what you have coming for us, that we'll be able to prepare it will come alive. It will allow the pruning to come in our life. That was as we come out of this winter, we expect. I'm believing for fruitfulness in every way, shape, and form. I declare fruitfulness over us. We've cried a bit. We've fussed a bit. We've whined a bit, but we've stayed with you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, bring the reward of our staying. You've got to try Kachava. Provide for us, Lord Jesus, all that you have and what you intend for us. And Father, we pray for our, our sister nation above us that we tend to just forget about and ignore. I pray for Canada. I pray for the liberation. I pray, pray for their liberation. I, they have corrupt leaders just like we do. Father, they have not had honest elections either. And for, Father, I ask that you bless them with integrity, that you'll rout out the evil, that you'll rout out the perpetrators, that you'll restore them to their original foundations, to their faith, to their hope. I just thank you for this sovereign cry and decree that took place there, this example for us. And Father, we have promised it's coming here as well. So, Lord, let your prophetic words and your prophets come to pass. Let them have the last word that it will be as you said it will be. We set our hearts to believe your words, to dig them up like pearls of gold, like, like gold, and to cherish them and to hang on to them and to believe in them and believe your words and believe your prophets and believe your promises and your leadings. You have been faithful to us and Lord, we still intend to make you famous by giving testimony to what you do. I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Spring's coming. Amen.